and welcome back from commercial break. This is Will. Uh, this isn't Will Fortune at all. This is uh. It gets worse every week. This is the Scoop Phase, episode number seven. I'm Day Day. I'm Zach. I'm still Zach. I'm always Zach. We have a Houston. We have a problem with bad jokes. You're you're a bad joke. <laughs> welcome to today's podcast, guys. Uh, we, we've got a we've got a nice night full of uh, magics to talk about. Yeah, uh, we got uh, the Cincy uh, Cincinnati Star City games coming up this weekend. I'm super excited. It's been like five billion weeks since a damn tournament. I think it's been one week since a damn tournament because they were in Baltimore last week. Was that last week? Yeah. Feels like forever or ago. Week before last because last weekend was nothing. <sighs> I'm just I'm ready for some tourney action. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard some rumors. Some hot tourney action. Shut up. I've heard some rumors for the standard portion. I've heard some rumors on decks. What's that? Uh, I, like I've heard, I've saw the uh, LSB posting pictures of people playtesting, and Matt Nass uh, took a, or he put, took a picture of Matt Nass's hand. It had like uh, uh, rats of flourishing and fog in his hand. Seems so good. maybe a new turbo fog deck coming out. Maybe, hmm? maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Turbo Fog seems good. Uh, hope they're running white. Let's just say that because you run white, be like, Valkyrie, I got six triggers coming after you. And it's like, uh, safe passage. <laughs> I'll take zero. But, uh, Legacy, uh, I heard, I've heard of, uh, Ali Antrazi, uh, talking about his Turbo Land deck that he's wanting to play again. Yeah. Um, he also said he's got a new deck for uh, standard. Standard. He's gonna. I don't want to give away anything, but he's gonna try. It's a new Grand deck. Architect. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it's not new. It's I'm excited. I'm uh, excited about it. That's, I wonder how close it is gonna be to yours. Probably way the fuck off. No. But, oh, I, are you talking about the one I'm brewing right now, or yeah, the, the one that I'm running currently? The one you're brewing. It's. We're probably on the same page. Like he's like, I'm not telling anybody until I, I'm wonder, in the top eight or something. I wonder if it's as bad as yours. Um, it's probably better. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I don't think he could do much worse. You know. Yeah, you're right. I love you, Day Day. Uh, but it's. I wouldn't insult you like that. No, but like we're not that far. I'm sure we're not that far apart because I'm. I'm thinking like, turn three batter skull or worm coal seems good considering. A turn three batter skull was really bad, like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, because of <laughs> But, uh, like... Jason, the main deck, uh, Divine Offerings. Yeah. So, uh, right. it's a little bit better. You know what's better than turn three worm coil? Turn three infinite life. That can happen in some decks. Like mine. Ooh, I just thought of something. How sick would your deck be if it, uh, had, uh, the, uh, noble, uh, hierarch? Uh, Noble Hearts not even close to legal. I know, but if they reprinted it, so. <laughs> uh, it's called Birds of Paradise. Mm. Noble Hearts cool. Yeah, it's it's strictly better. It has exalted. No, it doesn't. It has flying. And attacks for zero. So what? Uh, <laughs> you can um, block flyers. Noble Hearts is not strictly better than birds. It doesn't have evasion. Okay, and it also taps for red and uh, black. Yeah, but then you could play your dismembers legit. <sighs> Shut up. <laughs> um, 
Are you are you ready to delve into predictions for the legacy metagame? I am, Merfolk. I'm gonna go ahead and say Merfolk, Stoneblade, and Merfolk. A miss a mishmash, a kerfuffle if kerfuffle? you kerfuffle? A kerfuffle, if you will. I don't think that's a word. It is. Uh, it's an English word from the 1700s. That sounds like something Sean Connery would say. A kerfuffle. There's only two ways to see this one. It's a kerfuffle. I can't say kerfuffle like. <laughs> There's only one thing that scares this old Scott. That's a kerfuffle. Say mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, mashed potatoes. Nah. Not even uh, close. People are laughing right now because of mashed potatoes. Um, I think it's going to be number one, Merfolk, by a mile. Do you think Merfolk's going to finally win one? It's no, been a while. I don't think Merfolk's going to win. I think it's going to be number I'd really like to see Merfolk we're, win. It's Cincinnati. So it's going to be north northeastern part of the United States. So there's going to be let's a Let's make regional predictions, huh? Let's, let's go that route. Well, see, Baltimore is right there. I mean, they're not close, but they're in the same region-esque because Ohio is like straight north. I'm pretty sure that's like right? six, something like that. I don't. It's still northeast. It's north, yeah, north of Alabama, obviously. Uh, I think there's going to be the exact same thing, uh, minus the loan. The loan. Yeah, I don't see that thing, unless a lot gonna, of people pick up loan. But I think uh, it's going to be number one is going to be Merfolk. Uh, number two is going to be Zoo. You're going to see a lot of Zoo. A lot of Zoo. Uh, and then number three is probably either going to be. Uh, probably either Hive Mind or Tendrils. Some kind of combo deck. I think there's going to be, I don't know, there's always combo, there's always aggro, and there's always control. I think we're going to see a control deck in, in, in I yeah. think we're going to see Yeah, it. I'm going to, uh, yeah. Number I think three is gonna obviously be another standstill deck. I, Blue Out Stoneforge. Or a Stoneforge standstill, something like that. Something running Jason, Stoneforge, and yeah. beat your face in. But... <sighs> It still feels to me like a really, really healthy format. Yeah. I don't know what the outside looking in mm-hmm. is of people that don't play Legacy that are looking in. They're going <laughs> – they go on a website and they look at a deck and they're like, man, I really want to build that deck. And they go, oh, shit, that's an $1,800 deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you don't have to play that, obviously. Like that loam deck wasn't that crazy. I mean it had a lot of lands, but like the loam deck, the uh, – Hivemon's not that crazy to build. I mean, yeah, Hivemon's really cheap. Uh, other than the forces, I mean, that's it. Yeah, and all these decks are like really super competitive. Like Merfolk's not even Merfolk's one of the cheaper decks to build as far as tier one decks. And outside of the wastelands and mutabolts and force of wills, the rest of the deck is like or less you, than a hundred. I mean, or you could just go with or uh, deck of the week this week, which is Dredge. Yeah, we're we're gonna be covering Dredge. 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 As long as you know how to play Dredge and you get really lucky matchups with people that have no graveyard hate. Yeah, I mean, Dredge is one of those decks that uh, really, that it depends on what people are running. Like, I made I made the, the, the assumption a couple weeks back that, that Hive Mind was going to be like Dredge, and I was wrong. Like, I thought people were going to start running hate guards for Dredge, which there's not that many. There's Stifle and Angel's Grace. Well, here's the problem with with. This is why Dredge, you'll see it in the top eight from here and there, is if you don't have it, if you don't mull, all right, you either have to aggressively mulligan to hate. If you don't get it, you lose yeah. because you've mulliganed so hard. And if you do get it, you're at such a disadvantage. It's like, all right, turn one crypt. Okay, I'm going to make you pop that with an ancient grudge. 
It's not even like it's not even like, that. Like I'm gonna win. You have no cards in your hand. You went land, Tormund script go, and it's not even that. I don't think. I think it's the fact that like when Dredge is winning, people pack a lot more graveyard. Oh paint. yeah. And then as it gets well, the reason people, you see Dredge now is because, and this is funny, is because not a lot of people know this. The reason you see Dredge and all these graveyard decks running pretty rampant, I'd say, like you see Cephalobractus making second the other week. Uh, you see a Dredge and Reanimator, all these other decks, graveyard mm-hmm. play decks, is because there's no more, um, uh, shut up. What was the, uh, Survival of the Fittest. People were running that for Vengevine. All the graveyard hate was for Vengevine. Like, uh, and now that's that people, been a long time ago. I understand that, but that's why you didn't see Dredge and all that a lot, because that's it was not, hated out. It's not rampant. Well, Dredge isn't rampant. Dredge isn't rampant, but breakfast, breakfast and animators out there. Breakfast is better than Dredge, but it costs a lot more. I, I think they're about six one half. What does that even mean? All right, six is one half of a dozen. So the phrase six one half is shortened for well, that's like six slash one half dozen. They're the same fucking thing. Six and a half a dozen. But it's not. How is that not? Dozen's 12 minus... Dredge is a lot slower than breakfast. It... Cephalo can go off on turn two consistently. Dredge can go off on turn two consistently. Not consistently. Uh, Yeah. I've played with Dredge, and I've never went off on turn two. That's because you don't play Dredge a lot. Like, you got to know which cards to hit. Like, you got to know I've played against Dredge, and I've never seen him go off on turn two. I played it a lot, and I would go off on turn two, turn three consistently. I've played against... And I've seen Cephalid sit there and, like, mess around with his little PP for fucking six turns and not do jack dick. So... Mess around with his PP? Dredge can always go on the backup plan of beating you down with Icarids and Zombies. Uh, Is there a problem with sitting around messing around with your PP? I don't know. I mean, like... Because I love messing around with my PP. Dude, if you surgically extract a Narc Amoeba, it's just like fucking game, game. Game, game. Who runs surgical extraction? Lots of people. Lots of people run extirpate that. Extirpate, yes. Surgical extraction, no. I mean... Because surgical extraction can be mental misstep. You're right. Extirpate cannot. You're right. So, either way... I think we'll see a graveyard deck unless I – I mean, I, we haven't seen any graveyard plays, so somebody's going to jump on that shit. Breakfast is still been around. I'm not sure. Um, ugh, it's been – I know – It's been about I know two Jason months. will tell you that Cephalid's like the best deck in fucking Legacy, I think, it's I think it's not. been I think it's been like two – a month and a half, two months since we had a graveyard deck actually win something. And that was like San Diego, I think. Uh, but I think it's about time for Dredge or uh, Cephal Breakfast or something else to uh, take a, a spot. Any crazy prediction for the uh, yes. top eight? Uh, sixth place, Doomsday. You're going to th- think a Doomsday day? One Doomsday. Wow. One. Um, I haven't seen a Doomsday in a top eight in a long time, my friend. One Doomsday. He's going to get really lucky, and he's going to have – All right, this is, this is my prediction for top eight. In order of... Show and tell Doomsday in top eight. Yes. This okay. My, my prediction for the top eight completely. Like, first place is one who wins, etc. First place, I think it's going to be Zoo. Second place is going to be Merfolk. Third place is going to be Merfolk. Fourth place is going to be... Stoneblade. Uh, yeah, Stoneblade. Uh, fifth place is going to be uh, Zoo. 
Sixth place is going to be. Lots of Zoom here. Yeah, well, it's going to be. I think there's going to be about a, a middle. Sixth place is going to be uh, Doomsday. Seventh place is going to be Breakfast. And eighth place is going to be a uh, combo deck. Blue Insert. White Standstill. Okay. Blue White Standstill. What about you, big guy? What do you think? I, I don't know. I think there's going to be. I, I really think a Merfolk's going to win it. I'm, I got my high, uh, hopes high for a Merfolk winning it. I don't know why, but I. It's not that I don't. It's not that I, I hate the deck. I really like watching Merfolk play, mainly because when they just play perfectly, like it's really hard to beat them. Yeah, th- they have a pretty decent matchup against most of the. Uh, Every fucking deck in the format. Most of the combo decks. <sighs> uh, they lose to Zoo. They lose to Zoo, but they can. It's still not a like. They so, lose the four color uh, loam. Well, they do lose to that, but it's not a blowout game. Like Zoo's not a blowout. Yeah. Um. But uh, speaking of combo decks, what is the best combo deck right now in Legacy? I think it's a toss up between. I think these decks are toss ups between uh, Ant, Ad Nauseum Tendrils, just because. You've got people that have been playing Ant for five, six years. Uh, four or five four. years? Four or five years? Three or four, yeah. That like know how to rebound from like the worst situation. And like know how to bait people out so hard you just rape them after that. Yeah, it, it honestly is a skill deck. Ant is. It is because you've got so much math. I mean, it's not a hard deck to play. It's a complex deck to play. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like a vagina. <laughs> No, no. I, it's nothing like a vagina, because there's no little secret spot that you can just hit to make it fall apart. Exactly. Well. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, is it? I think it's called Aetherstorm Canonist. A vagina falling apart. Seems bad. Yeah. You're hitting that thing too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I had to bury second, after that. Second best uh, deck. I think these two are both tied Hive mind. Hive mind right yes, now. Yes, Hive mind. Until someone... Just finds the card that just right now. Beats I don't think there is a card that just outright beats it. it. It's it's honestly a um it's a luck thing. You've got to hope that they don't have it because if they have it, you're yeah. dead. There's nothing you can do. Merfolk is honestly Hive Mind's worst matchup just because of Curse Catcher. Yeah, and that's only if they don't have multiple. No, it's only if they don't have an Emrakul. If they show until Emrakul, uh. Unless it's like Merfolk with main deck uh, Sower, they're dead. There's nothing they can do. I've I've lost one game after resolving a uh, Show and Tell Emrakul. No, no, I'm talking about the Hive Mind. Like, like if you have multiple packs, like the, the one Curse Catcher. Oh yeah, yeah. Dick. I mean, it's yeah, like, that's fine. I'll packed. Okay, I'll Curse Catcher it. Okay, I don't care. I'll packed again. Packed again. You got that one? No. Okay. Well, I win. Like, I don't know. It's it's. I hate I hate how that deck just goes. Oops, I win. Well, see, there are there are hate cards, but they're very narrow. It's too narrow. Like there's a like you basically there's even have one to pack. in twelve now. There's a the sundial of the infinite that absolutely yeah, destroys you, the pack <laughs> the pack plan. You, uh, you it's are, like sundial go. Hmm. How about sure? I'll play four packs. Sure. My turn. Okay, all those packs are gonna go in the stack. And in response. I'm going to name my turn. I'm name my turn. <laughs> Stack clear. Go. <laughs> Your turn. Can you pay for all that? <laughs> yeah, you got 20 mana? I don't have. You, I don't think you have 20 mana. All right. There. For the, the, the people who listen that aren't big into Legacy, don't know what we're talking about because we use a lot of 
shortened up words because we're used to them. Like mm-hmm. when we say ant, it stands for ad nauseum tendrils. Yes. They play out ad nauseum, draw like half their deck, go down to like two or three life, and they play tendrils of agony after they play a bunch of zero drops and dart rituals and whatever the fuck else. Duresses. And duresses, yeah. Before they do anything, they're going to duress your hand pretty much away. Yeah, because <laughs> there are things like Flutterstorm and uh, Mindbreak Trap that do exist. So yeah, like they, it, need to make, they have to make sure. And it's it's so ridiculous. Like It's so confusing figuring out what to counter when they do. Like, you, like as soon as they play Tendrils... It's not bad, actually. They just you, you, the copies a billion times. You, well, you, if you have a counter spell, you... You probably should probably be countering something before that. I always counter if I can counter something. Uh, uh, ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. The the two spells. The, there's only two spells you have to, to counter in this deck. Ad nauseum or uh, infernal tutor. That's it. That's it. When they try to go grab the combo piece, and especially infernal tutor, because to play the infernal tutor. The way they want it, they're going to cast Infernal Tutor and then pop their Lion's Eye Diamond, which means they're not going to have a hand anymore, which means they have no way of doing anything. So if you have Force Will in your hand, you just made them discard their hand, and you're going to counter their spell. So they're going to get nothing out of it. Yeah. It's it's pretty... Yeah, because they play Infernal Tutor, and they say in response... Right. And then there's also... I've seen people that. like play Brainstorm in response, Lion's Eye, or Ponder response lines uh that is so dangerous people run middle mist up because like you pop your lines out like middle mist up nice, but it's a deck that nice deck bro a deck that without a hate against it can just win on turn two uh yeah sometimes it, most it, of the time it, it wins turn two three or four you have to really know what you're doing and know what you want to get and, and you've how to hit do it perfect at not like you've got to hit you, that you've got to have a chess uh, mindset going into it. You've got to think like two or three moves ahead with it. Yeah. But uh, what's the worst? Like, I, I think the worst right now is High Tide. High Tide just went down so much. Well, it's because of Middle Mist. Yeah, yeah. Stop the deck in its tracks. It counters Candelabra of Thanos. It counters High Tide. It counters Brainstorm, Ponders. It, it, just tap the deck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, insane. I don't know what that deck's going to do to ever... Get back on its feet, but I got a feeling that that like a really well skilled pilot that plays it and knows the deck like at the back of the hand can it could spike a tournament with it because it is a really good deck and it takes like these long ass turns that just frustrate your opponents. Yeah, like you'll be locked on their turn for like ten minutes. I've seen Todd Anderson uh, like. State that he wanted to eat a sandwich at the very beginning of his opponent's turn when they started going off. He's like, and then like at the end of it when he killed him, he's like, I could have eaten like two or three sandwiches on this time. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Can I go get a sandwich? Yeah, it's it's pretty annoying. It's like, do you have any intention of passing the turn in the next five minutes? Right. No? All right, I'm going to the bathroom. Don't touch my cards. Judge, watch my cards. <laughs> so uh, what's what do you think the worst combo deck is right now? I, as much as I love Ali and Trazi's decks, <laughs> and as much as I love like his ideas, I just that Turbo Fog bullshit. Take a billion turns, kill you with Chase. Time warp again. It not only is it just have like too many 
moving parts. And by moving parts, I mean there's too many cards that ha have to be in play. It's to make a it very work. reliant deck, and it doesn't really run any tutors. You're that, right, but it draws like so many fucking cards. It really doesn't need them. To it, be there, there's two just key cards that they have to have: Horn of Greed, Horn of Greed, and Crucible of Worlds. And Crucible of Worlds. They're, if they don't get either one of them, they're they're just dead in the water. Do I have to just whenever a player plays a land? Yeah. Or is it just the person who? What wants the Horn of Greed? Yeah. It's either player. So. I should have drawn more when I was playing Mike the other night. He probably didn't know. Hmm. Hmm. That would have been nice to know. Hmm. Probably would have won that. You can't th You can't say that. I would have drew into so many more bolts. You don't even know. You would have drawn nothing but land. Okay. We you probably should know what cards do, Day Day. You can just kind of... I forgot. No, don't just no, one push. no one should play this fucking deck. It takes a billion turns and kills you with a, a Jace at 13. Yeah. And then like wait, or, or and then like wait, and then like okay, then you have to like by that time because you haven't played anything, you're sitting there with like your however many cards are in your hand, your draw go, draw go, draw go. Okay, I win. Ugh, that deck is brutal, man. It's not fun to play against. It's not fun to play. I can't imagine. Like you really, I just, like it. You really just gotta love this deck. It's very frustrating, but I liked it. Mm. Um, I would not suggest this deck if if you don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about a card. Well, a, a deck that runs a like recursion over and over on their lands, and and plays uh, walk the aeons with buyback over and over and over until they draw because they're playing Horn of Greed, which says whenever a land enters the battlefield, no, you draw a card. Whenever a player plays a land. Whenever a player plays a land, you draw a card, mm -hmm. uh, or that player draws a card, and they play Crucible of Worlds. So like. Uh, uh, See, I was talking to Mike about the deck and I, today, and I was like, dude, you got to go up in the Ghostly Quarters because halfway through the game, you can Ghostly Quarters half the decks out there's lands away. Yeah. <laughs> if you get two Ghostly Quarters with Crucibles and two Explorations on Azusa out or something like that, you're just going to sit there and Ghost Quarters all their land, and they're going to sit there and shuffle. They're going to have to go get all those lands. Well, they don't have to get the lands. It has to be basics, though, they and it can hit a lands. basic. They don't have to. Yeah, they might just want to keep them in there. I don't know why, but they might. But uh, yeah, the main the main reason Day Day is so up in arms about the deck was uh, constant mists. That's what was really pissing him off. He's like, "How do you keep buying back that?" No, box I, I know exactly how they keep buying it back. I just don't know how someone thought that that was a really good idea. Well, <laughs> when they were making at the, the card, time, like in the dra in a draft, that's like freaking a sick card. Not really. What? What? Uh, I'll swing my four creatures. I'll take it. Fog you. I'll buy it back. I'll swing at you. My turn. I'll fog you. Buy it back. Like at that point, you just win. Like they can't do any damage to you. Or they just not. They just don't attack you. They just mill you to death. Okay. How about that? They they could do that. They could. They should. They will. All right. So we're done with that. Uh, we're done. So best two. Hive Mind and Ant until someone breaks Hive Mind. There's a card out there. Not breaks. That's wrong terminology. Stops. Stops. Hines hate. For well, let's go over the, the hate cards for Hive Mind. We've already done that. We have? Yeah, like four episodes ago. Oh. Well, people that apparently just don't know, because Angel's Grace, Sundial of the Infinite, Stifle, and there's another one. 
Stifle is not like it's because you're playing against two different decks. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. That's the problem. You're playing against. You're, you're playing against Show and Tell. Stifle Emrakul's Annihilator. I guess you. could. I've done it. I guess you could. I I've mean, done it in the mirror match. It would have won the next. It would have won me a game last night. But uh, um, let's uh, let's move on to. Uh, we, we I brought gonna, this up. Yeah, uh, this is one of my my topics. I wanted is basically how to help your casual friends because they look at building a deck or net decking a deck or or they look at like they're like I really want to play all this in a deck and you try to explain to them because they, they don't really understand it right off the bat. It's like this can't be played in Legacy. A like, lot of people, like, people want to play Legacy, but they're trying to play with bad cards. Yeah. Like, like it's either they don't know that better cards exist, or they don't realize how fast the format is. Or how how restrictive the format yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's, to be honest, will. yeah, mm-hmm. to be honest, God, fucking, if there was no force of will, lines I'd die on would be so retarded. Well, Yeah. <laughs> A lot of decks would be a lot more retarded if there wasn't a force of will. Um, but but like okay, say you you you've got a group of people and you're the only hardcore legacy player in there. Okay, say there's ten of you and all the other people are like, man, you should just not even waste your time on legacy. You should uh you should go ahead and just play uh standard with everybody. Like just. Just why no one plays Legacy? Blah blah blah. Like, I hear that all the time, and I'm like, no. Like people play Legacy. Like all you have to do is help people get into it. We went into an episode. We went through this in an episode. Get people into Legacy. Help them proxy. The, this is an uphill battle to do it, but once it gets rolling, people start investing. People start investing because, like, I tell people all the time, they're like, geez, how much did you spend on that card? I'm like, you know how much money it's worth now when I bought it. Like, my Wastelands are up, like, $25, mm-hmm. and I bought them for, like, barely nothing. And it's so ridiculous, the mindset of standard players. And I'm like, do you realize that on your third standard deck, when I still have my one Legacy deck that I may have had to change one or two cards out of, uh, you've probably spent, if not as much, maybe more on the deck. I mean, like people, especially are if you're playing a, a niche combo deck that has a strict set of cards. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, when I was trying to get people into Legacy back a couple months ago, they were just saying, "Oh, it's too expensive. It's too expensive." And I'm like, "How many Jace the Mind Sculptor are you running in your deck right now? Four? Yeah, you sell off your entire, uh, sell off your four Jaces, and you can buy a really decent Legacy deck, or at least get the lands for it. Uh, that's four Force of Will." For two Jaces? How much are Force of Wills right now? Uh, they're at 60. 60? Uh, so a little bit more than that. Two Jaces was. Two Jaces at one point was four Force of Wills. Yeah, at one po- at back when I was okay, talking about so, this. So if, if you would have done that and then sold your other two Jaces, you could have. Some dual lands. Yeah, you could have gotten four either like all the fetches for your deck and. Some of the, the, the pretty much everything else except for the duels, and then you just work on like people have this weird thing about decks where they're like, I can't afford that deck. I'm like, look, bro, you don't buy everything at the same don't time. Don't buy it all at once. They're like, oh my god, eighteen hundred dollars? Like the fuck? It's I like okay, if much. I buy a sixty, if I buy a land here, 
Yeah. A land there. A fetch here. If I trade for this, this card. It's literally like a quarter a day. It's not like they're going to rotate out next week. They might. They might. No. <laughs> Depending on the deck. Like, yep, Aether Vile's banned. Aether Vile gets banned like Merfolk goes uh, like the dingo. I don't think so. I don't think it. <laughs> what? I don't think it gets just obliterated off the map. I think it'll still be there. It'll just be a lot less powerful. And by a lot, you mean like it'll go to be it, like it'll go from tier one to like till tier three, which is bad. Uh, maybe. Um, um what? Speaking of bad decks, I've got to make a decision. We got started. So, so, so we didn't finish up here. Well, we, we didn't did finish, finish up. up. How to get them? How to how to get players oh, in a more yeah. serious mind mindset, the nice way. There's a, a douchebag way to do it, being like. Like, just do it. Like, bro, look, your fucking deck is garbage. You need to be playing this. And when they're like, well, I don't have the money for that. Or, you know, like, I got one friend. Not going to say any names. But he, like, he has this mindset of, if I didn't make this deck, then I don't want to play it. And I'm like, look, bro, someone's already done that shit. There's not a card that hasn't been tried to be played. Yeah, like, people. And the reason that you only see certain cards in certain decks is because... These are the best cards in those decks. Yeah, there's a reason why your deck isn't made. There are reasons why. Like, it's not like you look at a card and like oh, nobody knows about this card. Yeah, like I'm everyone, gonna break the hell out of this. Everyone in future future league has tried to break no, that card. Don't even talk about future future league. Future <laughs> I, future league is fucking garbage. I know. I was making a joke. Let me share a story story with uh, these people. No. Uh, back in back when Lorwyn was still in future future league. They were playing their fairy decks, and uh, yeah, they didn't run Bitter Blossom or Mistbind Click in them. You know why? Because they thought that Mono Blue Fairies was going to be the good deck. They're like, who would play black? Like, this is so bad. And Mistbind Fairy or Mistbind Click? Who's going to play that? That's going to champion a fairy, and then they're just going to get wiped out. And they do, ooh, the champion a fairy token. Of course, let's let's just and they stuck with Moth Dust Changeling in the deck. And just all this stuff, and don't even get me started on future future. But it was a joke that you took too far. No, um, uh, future future. But like, okay, now. like so if you if you got a friend that's that shows the aptitude, because you can pretty much tell right off the bat if someone's not going to be able to mentally wrap their head around legacy, not going to be able to fit into a play group. They're going to get mad at everything. They're too competitive. Like you want to be competitive, but in a tournament. Well, see, legacy is a very complicated thing to get into. Such a large card pool compared to what people are usually accustomed to. Yeah, like in, in like I've said before in standard, I can tell you like exactly what you're gonna play each turn. Yeah. yeah you, you so like, do you have it? No. Okay. Well, then my turn. Like I hate it, but in legacy, you have no fucking clue. Like I, there's been like are playing bombs. Very secluded times where I've like been playing standard and they'll play something. I'm like, what is that? And I'll pick up and. I don't do that in standard. In legacy, I'm, I sit down and I start playing, and they'll play something. I'm like, "What does that do?" And I go on it. I'm like, "Wow, that's a that is a powerful like thing. If, like I've the never first time you play against Aluren, you're like, "No, cause what?" <laughs> I, I actually played with Aluren the first time I saw Aluren. Like I saw why, it. Why, I saw are, why are Imperial recruiters so expensive? That's the only reason people don't play. Portal the Three Kingdoms was such. A, it was not printed in in, in America. Portal Three Kingdoms was only printed in Japan and Australia, and Australian ones are the only English ones. Yeah, they are through the roof. 
Yeah, they're uh, like with the price. Two fifty or something like $2. that. Two fifty a piece. Two hundred, I think, actually. Because No, I remember a place that being a thousand, so I think they're two fifty. I don't know. But they might have went down since then. Do you think they're gonna leak from the vault that I don't no. No. Uh there will be a from the vault uh or there will be a Portal Three creature in from the Vault Legends. That we know that for a fact, at least one. We don't know which one. Because I think that's the only people holding people back from a really cool combo deck. Well, it's uh, like a shit they, they, Why don't they <laughs> just print a functional reprint of him? His ability wasn't that good. Like, if they printed it right now, uh, like in it. Would it even be played? All right, let me ask you this question. If they just snunk him in. If snunk they, him? If they just sneaked, snucked, fucking pushed him in under the curtain. An Imperial Recruiter. Like an M12. Like a creature that wasn't named Imperial Recruiter, had same mana, same ability, same tough, pu- toughness and power. Mm-hmm. Was strictly the same, and I mean strictly the same card, different name. Yeah. Uh, and just stuck him in a core set or like in the like last card. Or in a strat. Yeah, in a strat or something. Yeah. Do would you it think, play? Do you think it would be playable in standard? Uh, and, and of course we don't know with, with Innistrad, but like right now, do you think like an Imperial Recruiter... If it was reprinted in say M twelve, would like everyone be like, oh shit, we gotta play Imperial Recruiter? Or is there even like, could you even play it? I don't, I don't know. Like, what does it do again exactly? It's, uh, search your library for a creature, convert a mana cost three or less. Is that what it does? Uh, I honestly don't remember right now. Give us just a second, guys. Uh, um, I can't remember. It grabs a creature. I know. It's it's two hundred dollars when it enters the battlefield. Search your library for a creature card with power two or less, and put it in your hand. That all right? In standard right now, Imperial Recruiter can grab Imperial Recruiter, which could, well, Vengevine will be rotated if it was an Instrad. I could I could see Imperial Recruiter, Imperial Recruiter, Vengevines, blah 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 blah. But nah. Uh it could grab Trinket Mage or Treasure Mage. It could grab uh Grand Architect, which Imperial Recruiter's red, so yeah, you yeah. wouldn't want that. It can grab Goblin Guide, Grim Lavomancer. But it's three mana. I mean Yeah, I mean I'm just saying all the things that can like, grab. Like it doesn't seem it's like good. it would break it. I don't think I, that's but, like it would open up a deck for Legacy. They should is, re, they should put either put either reprint it or make a functional reprint of it. I don't think they'll. If reprint they made it. a three mana red card, one red, two colorless, that was named uh, Empirical with an E, Recruiter, or something stupid like uh, Dwarf Recruiter, did the same thing. Like, you know, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody would get a, a fucking huff and puff because I don't think Imperial Recruiter's price would change. Uh, yeah, it would. You think it would go it would, down? It would. It you would. think it would go down a little? It'd go down to 100. Easily. Okay. Because, so? Just because it's rare. Okay. I don't understand why they're still trying to protect all these people's all those, prices. Uh, the, they don't care about the secondary market. The, uh, the EDH advisor decks would get a lot less good. Because advisors with uh, Gaddick Teague and uh, Imperial Recruiter, those are really rampant. Every, like every time I go to EDH tournament, advisors, advisors, okay. nigh advisors. Every, I'm, well, kidding. I just, I'm kidding, of course. I think they should open up some some. Just sneak them in slowly. Look at the look. Look at the like. Look, is this going to break the format? No. Okay, let's sneak it in for these legacy players. Like they need to do stuff like that so people can play these decks. Yeah. 
But uh, what I was talking about earlier, the, the hard decision I have to make, is uh, Star City Games Atlanta is coming up in September. The weekend of se- September? No, beginning. It's uh, it September 11th weekend. Okay. Also known as Patriots Day. Okay. Which apparently is a new national holiday. Did not know that until like I was looking it up. But it's a uh, weekend of September 11th is Star City Games Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, I've already got my my application in to judge that that tournament for uh, standard. Now Legacy, I'm going to be playing. I don't know what I'm going to be playing. I'm either going to be playing Hive Mind or Metal uh, Metal Worker Mud, and I have no clue what I'm supposed to play. I mean, like, I'm honestly probably not even going to pick until uh, the uh, Cersei well, game's right here's, before it. Here's what I've been mentioning is is you you have players that master a deck. Yeah. And, and I think you are at your point in Magic, as far as skill-wise, where you need to learn to master the inner outs of a deck like I am. I think I'm picking a deck and sticking with it. I, I, I don't know if I want to stay with goblins or go with Zoo. Zoo just has so much more flexibility than goblins. I'm not sure any deck I pick up. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> uh, but, like, Hivemind is a hard deck to play unless you just go, oops, I win on, like, turn two. Like, if, if it gets kind of it's not fucked really, with a little bit. It's honestly not hard to play at all. It's, it, it's a mono-blue control deck, pretty much. And you have you're like okay I'm control deck and I'm trying to get these pieces together together uh, I need show and tell I need hive mind or Emrakul and I need packs let's make that happen and that's how you play the deck and then there's mud which has oddly enough has more complication like complicated decisions than the hive mind deck does do I play this what cards do I play like I haven't even play tested with Daniel yet I completely forgot about it. The amulet we're talking about is the Quicksilver amulet. M12, I don't. Is an imp- it was a reprint from Urza's, but I don't. I honestly don't know if it's going to be good or not. Which you got to try it. Yeah, it, it's four mana artifact. Is two to put it in? No, it's four to put it in. Four to put it in, which is nothing for that day. Yeah, because like I was stuck on five like for three turns of the night. And had three one full engines in my hand. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I mean, if like, if you can sneak that shit in into turn, uncounterable. Yeah, black still in a turn. Game, set match. I, what I'm trying to do is pick a deck and go with it. And people get all these problems where you you're lo, you know you'll play at your local store and you'll notice some guys come in with a different deck every fucking week. And they're like, man, I just want to try this deck out. And those players. They may be good, but they never become masters. They never become like, dude, you cannot beat him with his deck. Like, what was the guy that plays goblins? Jim Davis? Yeah, Jim like, Davis. Like, seriously, he him? Is, he is a goblin master. Seriously, him versus uh, any deck. You could put him up against any deck, and he's got probably a good chance to win it. Like, we, we can name off some of the masters right now. Like, Jim Davis is obviously the master of goblins. The Hatfield uh, probably... Some of the masters of zoo and, and high tide. tide. Uh, 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 little kid. <laughs> AJ Kerrigan? No, the other little kid. I don't know. Alex Spurtoncini. He's, he's not, not a little kid. He's twenty-two. He's nineteen. Ooh. He has a fake you're ID. You're twenty-one. I'm twenty-two. You don't even know how old I am. That's not a big difference. It is. Twenty-one and twenty-two is such a huge difference. 
Okay, whatever. But anyway, Alex Martini is the master of Merfolk. He's probably the best Merfolk player in the country. Yeah. It's not really arguable. Uh, AJ Sacker hasn't really mastered a deck. Uh, in standard, he he was uh he was easily a stoneblade master. And you know there may be masters out there that we don't even know about. Oh yeah, we, we may like the like there's people that they look at a deck and they say that deck is trash, but in the right hands, it's well, unstoppable. See, it all depends on the player too, because like to some people, mastering a deck is going to be hard, no matter what the deck is. But to others, it's going to be really easy. You got to have like think about this. Think about how many games you've played with mud mm-hmm. against. Ant. How many games have you played against Ant? I've played against Levi a lot. Probably. Let's just. Let's probably just, about twenty. Okay. Twenty all right. games. So. All right. All right. Could you imagine if you had two hundred games against Ant under your belt with 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 mud? I'd probably win a lot. Okay. Imagine if you had. How many How many do you have against Zoo with with mud? About twenty. Fifteen. Yeah, about fifteen. Twenty. Could you imagine if you had a hundred? Not really, honestly. Like you would know, so sick of the deck. You would know how to beat it. It's repetition and no. I know how to beat it. It's it's all about the luck of it. It's not necessarily always, always luck. It's always. I know. I, I know exactly how to beat Zoo. Turn one or two Lodestone Golem is like the worst for us. No. And like I just sat out Lodestone Golem against you. <laughs> seems terrible. Every time I have played you, I've sided it out. Seems bad. Like that's a mistake. I sided out for. Like chalices. that's what I don't want to see. Is lodestone. I know you're scared of it getting bolted, but what it does to us as far as setting us back a turn and we have to tap out to kill that thing that sets you up for the next turn to play out your metal worker with shroud, blah blah blah, and you're done. Uh, like, see, that's the thing is I have to have it. Like getting lodestone out there and making you tap out is all well and good, yeah, like, but then okay. I'm like, okay, I have nothing else to do. Well, also, like, could you imagine if you had 100 games and you would know that this is what I got to bait with, this is what I got to save to play all in one turn? Like, like I don't think me, I don't think I'm at that point with my decks. I don't think you're at your point with your decks because think about it, you only have 15 games played. There's people that have that in a day. You know, they're like, I, I don't know play, about, I don't think I want to play anybody, against Merfolk all day. That's what you're. Gonna I don't do. think there's anybody that's actually played that many decks with uh with mud, other than maybe Ollie. Ollie and Trazzy's probably. Why don't you? That's what I'm saying. You, I've talked to Ollie and Trazzy. You could be the man. You like, could be the. He, you could be the mud man. The only thing about the mud man, that sounds like a Scooby Doo monster. <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Why you went with Velma? I don't know. Zoinks. <laughs> Zoinks, cool. You could have went with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move on, Pat. We talked about mastering a deck it honestly just requires like, okay, a like, lot of okay, practice all right yeah like masters we were naming a few like edgar flores with a stone, stone forge master i don't want to play against him like ever <laughs> like, i'll this, beat his ass you say that but he would rock your dome no, and you'd be like well not. fuck just wait till star city game all right, right. All wait right. you'll see you're gonna be you're gonna o2 drop uh, i'm gonna beat him with azure drake azure drake is such a good card it's a flying <laughs> creature this again? Yes! Mo- Mono Blue Drake, uh, I have inside info. Innistrad is going to be the Drake block. <laughs> like, everything, uh, every color is going to get its own Drake. There's going to be Gold Drake, Alloy Drake. Shut Sea Drake is oh, going to get a reprint. You, are you, def- are you def- Drake? Are you defiling Lord Azure Drake? 
And his mono blueness. Well, no. See, Azure Drake is actually it's going to be the first card that's ever been altered. Like it's going to get such an extreme errata instead of just being like a oh, it's like it's a two four flyer. It's, instead of being a, a four right, two four flyer, this. this is this it's going to be eroded into a Drake Lord that gives all Drakes you control plus three plus zero oh, and flying. All Not right, the, we're done. Okay, okay. Um, overextended. Overextended. Uh. Our, our special guest could not make it this week. But he has confirmed that he will 100% I try to be here next week. Try to be. <laughs> he, uh, he said he's free and that he will definitely try to do it. It's all up to Day Day to figure out how to record Skype. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got it. Yeah, um, if you if you guys have some uh, information on like no, tips and tricks on yeah, it, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got it. I, I don't I don't necessarily know if I'm a hundred percent on it, but yeah. uh, the way I figure it is, I'll get you uh, when you're home and I'll try to record it yeah. on Skype. But uh, I want to have that ready before next Thursday. But uh, Gavin Verhey is supposed to be on the show. He, if you don't know uh, who that is, he is the uh, runner of the MTGOverextended.com. He's the man when it comes to overextended. He yeah. is without him, there would be no overextended. Right now, he is also a Star City Games commentator. He's a hey, he's pro gonna be player. in Cincinnati this weekend. That's why he couldn't make it this this week. He's a pro player. He's been to Pro Tours. Um, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at I think Gavin Verhey. At Gavin Verhey, I think. Let's see here. Um, I want to say that's at G A V N. I don't know. Uh, just go to your friends. It, it, it'll be. Up I there. think I'm following him. Uh, you should. I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, any, anyways, he he's gonna be on the show next next week. No, I'm not following him. But uh, not a idiot. I'll follow him now. But anyway, he's gonna be on the hopefully be on the show next week, and uh, he is going to uh be talking about overextended, which we I, I played in overextended for the first time Tuesday. I played in both the morning and the evening uh tournaments. Uh, Day Day was not able to come. I uh, was working in Atlanta uh, for to like eight thirty nine o'clock that night. But uh, it is ga- at Gavin Verhey, V E R H E Y, like Ver Hey. But <laughs> and, uh, and his. Uh, hopefully, we can get him on next week. Talk about a uh, little bit about a legacy Cincinnati, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, overextended. L- a lot about overextended. So next week we're gonna be. We're not going to be shifting our focus completely off of legacy, but we're going to delve a little bit into. We're going to get him to help us with our with this stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see what he has to say about it because His I haven't opinions. heard him on too many podcasts talking about this, and I just right. offered him, hey, we got a podcast, you know, there's ears listening, might as well get in there and talk about it. Yep. Because if if this becomes a legit format, if Wizards doesn't pick up modern and overextended happens to be the most supported m- mid format. Yeah. They're going to pick it up and support it. Yeah, and Gavin Verhey will probably be the one that they credit it to. Like, no doubt. It's like the guy they commit credit for his, Commander. Yeah. Which, uh, it, the name escapes me. but It does too, but... It was the Elder Dragon Highlander people. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I played in both those tournaments. Uh, the first one I just went 2-2, two and two, lost to some very bad draws. Tell oh but, yeah you already told them what they're, you're playing you're playing I'm, the, play, I'm playing blue black reanimator with a uh, Gorio's vengeance legendary reanimator is le- legendary reanimator with a uh, pretty much my my optimal plays are either uh, turn one entomb for Jinkataxius, end of turn uh, end of turn two uh, Gorio's vengeance make you discard your hand that was Which pretty is sweet brutal. 
That or I wait until you have six permanents and then I'll entomb for Emrakul and then in response to the trigger, Gorgo's Vengeance, swing for 15, make you sack six things. And then you're so far back that I can just set up for another. Yeah, I think you were beating a guy down with a putrid end the other day. Yeah, I it's won like because of putrid clock. Yeah, I I knocked him to four, and Which, I had a it down. seems kind of clunky when I look at the deck. It seems really clunky, like like you could get just zoned out of some games. But if you went you went four zero that night, I went four zero at the night one. Yep. I won, so uh, obviously, I mean, it's free. just a weird deck to play against because. You're used to reanimate spells being sorcery speed. You're and also costing one. And, and co- costing one, so you can't... I mean, you've got to spell snare it, or not spell... Yeah, spell snare it, or... Spell snare it, life and death, or warrior's vengeance. And then there's uh, all these makes of mannequin. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool deck. Uh, I I don't blame you for playing it. Uh, it's really cool. You turn two Emrakul for 15. Uh, the, pretty much at that point... Uh, oddly be, enough, cannot be touched. Oddly enough, the most used card, uh, fatty wise, I used all night was Elish Norn. Elish Norn just killed so many. Because there's people. so many Zudex out there right now. It was like round three. I played against elves, and they start going off. <laughs> they just lose. and I was like, Entomb, go get Elish Norn, Gorgo's Vengeance in response to your Elvish Archdruid, kill your board, and then kill Archdruid, and then kill Archdruid, and then I win. And then I was like, okay, in a turn I have to exile. Um, uh, Elishnorn, oh no. And I've got infinite time to build back up for another big guy. Yeah, it's that. I mean, they just get raped right there, huh? Yeah, like, uh, and then game two, he had the Buried Alive plan. Got three Vengevines attacking me. Knocked me to two. And I'm like, oh, I'm dead. I've got I've got Gorgeous Vengeance in my hand and a lot of mana. All I can all, the only thing I can draw right now is Entomb to win. Because he is at 14. I was like, draw. Entomb, go get Emrakul. Gorgeous Vengeance. Swing 15? Yeah. <laughs> uh, GG, bro. I had to punch the monitor. He um, probably did. But, uh... Yeah, yeah. This I is mean, a, this is a different good format to talk about right after here. It's like... It's a very different deck what I'm used to. Because I'm used to, like, playing decks that and just I, And I think I told out. you this, right? Yeah. I'm used to decks to just combo out and winning in just one turn. Yeah, like, you love to give someone that face now, like, uh, I make a billion life. Yeah, like, I make like, a billion lives, you win? take infinite damage, I'll take infinite turns. Infinite is me. I am all about the infinite. Playing a deck where I have to set up, and then, like, when I make my big play, it doesn't kill them, but it sets them back so far that they can't get back God, into it. Yeah, I it, mean, it's, it's such a different deck, but it's not I that think, different from I think combo. when we were play, playing, uh, playtesting your, your overextended deck, mm-hmm. you actually got an Emrakul and swung out at me. And because it doesn't go to the graveyard... When I uh, when I did my little cascade shit, uh, like you had something in the graveyard, but Shriekmaw got it, and I swung out because you couldn't recover from that. But had you had like anything else to go grab any kind of like, I really I think I own. That game. I think I own needs to be in that deck as well. Uh-huh. Why not? Because if you go with Vengeance, it doesn't do anything. And then if you make Shift Mannequin, it doesn't do anything because they could just target it with something. With I own a garbage what? in there. I, I don't know. Like, like, right, that should be in your sideboard at least for uh, for. Uh, nah, dude, for burn. Nah, dude, I faced burn. I destroyed them. Well, Leyline of Sanctity just mm-hmm. absolutely blows them out of the water. I understand that, but God, and I own a uh, life and death. I mean, it just seems really bad. Eh. Uh, eh. It's like name red, and then eh. they're just sitting there like, hmm, okay, well, I guess I'll lose. Ugh. But like yeah Maybe. yeah like I challenged you I said hey for your overextended deck 
why don't you play something out of your comfort zone? Because you can play control, you can play combo, you can play aggro. I mean, these are you're you're well well rounded, but you enjoy playing combo. Combo, definitely. And I told you you need to step out of that. That way you can look at it from the outside in. Which this is almost combo. Like, it is almost is so combo, combo, but it's got like it's not it's not a it's not infinite. two card combo or three card combo. It's not like you're working for pieces. It's like am I dead yet? Am I dead yet? Yeah. Okay, you got it. It's, it's yeah, I mean more it's like, close, but it's, it's a not. whole deck built around one right. goal. So it's not really Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna surprise you one day. Like uh, like I'll go to Star City Games Atlanta and like we'll face each other in the legacy portion and you're like, Oh god, what is he playing? Mud or mud or hive mind? I never found out and you you're like uh uh Taiga uh Wild Nakadal, go and I'm like uh, island uh, curse catcher, and you're like, what? <laughs> what is this? I'd grab your, I'd grab your shirt and ball it up with my hand, and then I would strike you in the face with my fist. And I'd have to go judge. He just struck me in fine. the face with my with his fist. So that's fine. I would be like, you're not Zach Hicks, and then I would try to rip your your mask off. <laughs> and I'm like, and then you like, you look down at my hand. It's like nothing but Azure Drakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? I need a, I need a counter backup with all these drakes. <laughs> oh, I want to beat someone with Azure Drakes. Azure Drake. Azure Drake. <laughs> like, no, I got it. Like, play Blue White in Legacy. And, like, into your turn three, uh, Master's Call. And they're like, what the fuck? And you're like, turn four, Polymorph. And they're like, fuck, what am I going to It's like, flip, flip, Azure Drake. <laughs> What? Azure Drake. Or run it mass polymorph in standard. Like four Azure Drakes. Like, I'll make three tokens with Elspeth. Mass polymorph. Three Azure Drakes. Like, yeah. Uh, is Azure Drake legal? <laughs> I think so. I think. Was it in M11? It's M11. Yeah. yeah. Kaboom. <laughs> Take six, bitch. Uh, kaboom. Kaboom. Shut up. <laughs> you wanted to talk about the uh, Hattiesburg PTQ. Um, is, this is a pro tour, pro tour qualifier. qualifier. Yes, with which Q. is going to be. I think people know that qualifier okay. starts with a Q. But uh, on set, uh, what month is this? July. July. July twenty third, which is this coming Saturday, not tomorrow, but this coming Saturday. Uh, it's going it's to be, be Saturday the sixteenth, twenty third. What I just said. It's the 14th today. Today's not the 14th. Oh, yeah. You, okay. So What? Next, I'm so confused. Next Saturday. Yeah, my bad. It'd I'm be an next idiot. Saturday. I wasn't even listening to you. Because <laughs> today is Thursday. Yeah? Okay. Uh, but next Saturday is going to be a Pro Tour Qualifier in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to be uh, slinging cardboard and beating some face in. And I'll tell you what. If you can find me, which... Uh, you, I'm sure y'all seen my pictures on our Facebook at the Scoop Phase, and also on my Twitter that got hacked today, Hicks360. <laughs> uh, you know what I look like. Uh, anybody that comes up to me that that listens to our podcast and says, uh, we need a we need a code word. It says, uh, uh, the Azure Drake bacon's at midnight. Anybody that says no. that to me, how about just uh, all hell Lord Azure Drake? Or that, yeah, all hell Lord Azure Drake. Anybody that comes up to me at the Hattiesburg PTQ and says the, those words to me, I will give you a free rare of my choice out of my binder. Now, honestly, it's going to be something janky, but it's going to – free cards just for saying 
all hell Lord Azure Drake. Five words. Gives you a free card. Plus, it lets me know that we're doing something, and uh, we, we actually have some listeners out there. But uh, um, then we have the and then the week after con. the week after Hattiesburg PTQ is Play On Con in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. It is a convention. It's mainly for uh, board games and pa- uh, pen and paper games like Dungeons and Dragons, um, Warhammer 40k, stuff like that. All that stuff nerds play. Yeah, it's a nerd convention. Uh, people are going to be dressed up. There's going to be hot hot chicks dressed as Princess Leia. There's going to be uh, rock. Uh, rock band competition. There's gonna be karaoke, and there's gonna be magic. <laughs> there's gonna be magic tournaments. Uh, I'm gonna make sure that there's gonna be a legacy tournament. There's gonna be drafts. And by the way, uh, for anybody out there that's ne- that's never been to a convention, drafts are the easiest things ever. Like I've heard stories of people like passing like Jace the Mind Sculptor in World Blade Draft. It's like I don't know what this does in here. Yeah, I was sitting beside a guy the other day. And he got past a Koth, and I'm just sitting there looking at it. I, I, I saw it on his, uh, I saw it in his hand, and I'm like, really? You got past that? Like, like that's what makes me mad about drafts. And like, he, he obviously was new, and it was, I was like, I like, I, I pick up before I pick up my pack. Like, I look over at him, and he's got all of them like laying out in front of him, like hand, like hands down, and I'm like, jeez. Did that get Koth get past to you? And he looks at me and smiles, and I'm like, "Wow!" So it just yeah, draft people are most people are bad. They have no clue what to pick up. Yeah, so I still co- have no clue what to pick up. I usually go for bombs removal stuff like that. Yeah, just come out to play on con. I'm gonna be dressed as uh, Fireflower Mario. Uh, I'm sure y'all know what that is. Uh, if y'all find me at the play on con. All hell, Lord as a Drake, and I will give you something. I'm going to be dressed up as Raccoon Tail. You're not going to be there. Raccoon Tail. I wish you could be there. That'd be awesome. I'm going to be Raccoon Tail, Mario. You, should, you actually should come. It's, it, what was the one where he, ha- he, he, he was only showing his the, face? The Tanuki he, suit. And he was in a raccoon thing? Tanuki suit. God, that would be hot as fuck in Alabama. Yeah, it would. You'd be like 130 degrees dying yep. inside that bitch. Yep. But we're going to take a break. When uh, we come back, we got our budget deck of the week. Uh, we just dredge. Mm-hmm. We're going to go over a quick, easy dredge list that I'm telling you, I play this deck list with a few minor changes, and it's pretty fucking stupid. You can just, oops, I win on people after you figure out how to play it. Yep. So uh, just sit back, enjoy the music. We're and actually going to play a... Oh, is it, uh, it going to be another recording? Yeah, a, a, they got a, a Randy Esco's uh, brother, who's a pastor. Raymond Esco. Ra- Ra- Raymond Lee Esco Raymond is his Lee brother, Esco. who is a pastor at a uh, Episcopal slash Pentecostal church, and uh, he was invi- he was inviting me uh, to his uh, little church gathering, and uh, I'll, I'll let you guys listen to the message. Uh, God, it's pretty funny, but uh, either way, uh, we'll be right back. Hi, David. This is. Uh... Raymond Lee S. Gold, Episcopal minister from down here in Clanton, Alabama, and I just wanted to know if I could have a minute of your time to go over what I'd like to call with you Word of God. That's seen through my eyes, Raymond Lee S. Gold. We got a strict nine drinking competition and a rattlesnake rodeo wrangler down here in the Episcopal Church where I preach next Sunday, and I was hoping that maybe you could come down and enjoy it with us. Anyway... 
My name is Raymond Lee S. Gold, Episcopal minister, Planton, Alabama. Get up with me. All right, All right we're back. Uh, hope you enjoyed our little break there. Um, I know I did. <laughs> uh, we're going to go over what I like to call uh, a... Dreggy? Dreggy? Dredger? Dredge. It's... Dre- Dredga? It's one hell of a deck. It, um... Very hard to play, in my opinion, because if you miss triggers, you lose. It's very hard to play until you get the hang of it. Once you get the hang of it, it's just like, uh, do you have the hate? No, okay, I win. It's it's a lot. It's a very luck based deck too. Yeah, it almost feels like you're playing a slot machine. Yeah. If you just hit it right, you win. If you don't, I'm glad you I, can win slowly. I'm <laughs> I'm sure all of our listeners will actually uh, appreciate your hand gesture. Showing that it's an actual slot machine. Yeah, obviously. Okay. Uh, um, in my in my deck that I run, I run two Sphinxes and one Flamekin Zealot, just because if you hit a Sphinx on a Dread Return, uh, you win. But we're gonna let's go in here for cards. This runs no basic lands, and it. This is the cheap version of Dredge. There, there's a different version. There's that runs, a different uh, one. Lines out diamond, but I, but it's terrible. Right. It's like it's like the deck you bring when you want to have a little fun. Like if you just want to have a little fun, you can just be like, I went on turn one. <laughs> but it's really hard to do that, and you really gotta not be playing against Force of Will. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, lands in my deck are four Cephalid Coliseum, which are is. One of the better, one of the better uh, cards in the deck. It's uh, doesn't come in tapped. Taps for blue and does a damage to you. If you have threshold, you can uh, pay a blue. Yep. I think. Yep. Blue and tap. Yeah, Pay blue, tap it, draw exactly. three cards. Which in this deck means like I win. And threshold for people out there that doesn't know means if you have seven or more cards, cards in your cards graveyard, which are you almost almost unless you're playing against Tate, you're always gonna have that. Right. Uh. What this deck does also is it plays City of Brass, Gemstone Mine, and Tarnish All the Rainbow Lands that tap for any color, but they hurt you, except for Gemstone Mine. Like, all the lands will hurt you. And, to be honest, I went to, like, three or four in a game from tapping from lands and still won. Yep, it's very reminiscent of, um, like, in, in that sense, because Ancient Tomb just... Yeah, like, I keep forgetting ass. that in, in, when, in our matches... Where I should just be burning the shit out of you so you can't tap your lands. Right. But I can't not wait. I have to save that for removal. Yeah, we went no. All right. So this this it runs it runs a lot of it runs four one drop yeah. or it runs one drops that let you discard cards out of your hand. It runs. I don't run four Tyler Stripes. I run three. My, my we're gonna go with a stock deck here that's just gonna let you run pure dredge, steady. I win turn two, three, and four. Okay, mm-hmm. either one of those you'll usually win by that. By turn four, you have the game sewed up most of the time. Uh, it runs Tyler's Tribe, which is one white, which any of your lands can produce except for Cephalid Coliseum. Uh, it says discard a card. It's a activated ability. Discard a card. It gets plus, plus, zero, plus, plus three. Four. Four. Yeah. Four. Well, um, it doesn't matter. It runs Future Dim, which is better than Tyler's Tribe because it can actually start waylaying people. Uh, we just discard a card. Uh, ty- uh, future yeah, imp gains flying. Fast threshold, it gets plus one, plus one, and, and can't block. Can't block. Yep. 
So, um, it runs four Narc Amoeba, which is the best card in the deck. Yep. It, it has to have Narc Amoeba. Um, if you don't hit Narc Amoebas, you lose. If you do, you win. I mean, that's pretty much the way the deck plays. Uh, runs uh, four Icarid. Four that's Icarid. Like plan B. Well, Plan B, and it helps Plan A. Oh, man. They're so sick on, like, if you can dredge out turn two and then turn three, get back a shit ton of creatures mm-hmm. to start flashback and stuff. But you play that. Um, it runs pu- uh, it runs Grave Troll as uh, Golagari. Golagari Grave Troll is the best dredger in the, in the deck. Uh, it dredges six. If you don't know what dredge does, by the way, I think we skipped the most important yeah. part. It says whenever you would draw a card... Instead, you can put that many cards, the stated amount of cards, in the graveyard. So, right. Grave Troll has the most on any cards. Which is six. Dredge six. He's mm-hmm. also a brick shit house. He's a very uh, large creature. Uh, you can flash him in sometimes if you have to go that route. Not flash, but... Well, well dread, recur- dread return him in. Uh, he's, or cast him. I've seen him cast. I've never cast him because I usually keep one landers. Yeah. Um... But and he then, can be like a fifteen fifteen with regenerate. Right, and then there's uh, the the next Tyus, which is Stinkweed Imp, which, is, which five. is five. And I've seen that thing cast a lot. I've just, I've actually had it, to cast it just to just to sack. It has an two right dread return. Well, I've seen it as a blocker. It's an old Death Touch is what it has. It's like at the end of combat, destroy it. It has Golgari Thug, which is ran as a three of. It's a four dredge. Which is okay. It's also run to uh, put Narcomibas back on your top of your library. Okay, I actually run a different build than this one. I've cut one Icarid for one Dark Blast, which Dark Blast will win a game for you. Um, other cards, Dark Blast is uh, one mana, put a negative one, one, or, or put, target Dark creature gets negative one, one, negative one, and it has dredge three, which yeah. sometimes you just have to get rid of something to do it. Uh, it runs Sphinx of the Lost Truths, which is ridiculous, because what you do is you you uh, Dread Return it, and if you don't know what Dread Return is, it's like a five, six four. mana, four mana card to cast, uh, reanimate spell, yeah, that you can sack basic, three yeah, creatures to flash it back, to flash it back, and what you do is you, you, you dredge out to the Narc Amoebas, like, say turn one, you dredge out to the Narcomoebas with, like, a land, putrid imp. Yeah, land, putrid imp, uh, pass turn. My turn, uh, during, your upkeep, during my upkeep, I'll discard a dredger, and I'll dredge. And the main the main thing you're wanting to hit on the dredge is, like he said, Narcomoebas, but also... Narcomoebas, bridge from a below. target for dread return. Dread return and bridge from below. Yeah, that's the main thing. Bridge from below is the... Bridge from below is the... The it's the powerhouse in the deck. But it's an enchantment that works in your graveyard. Whenever a non-token creature would go to your graveyard, you put a 2-2 zombie in play, and that can stack. So if you have multiple uh, bridge, bridge from belows in there, you uh, can uh, it'll 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 trigger multiple times. So like it, when I sack a narc, two narc amoebas and a putrid imp to to flashback dread return. If they even counter it, I still get my. The, the zombie. If I have four dread returns, that's twelve tokens. Four bridges. Four bridges. That's twelve tokens. You can just win right there. Yeah. That's a lot of damage, and. Yeah. 
I mean, this this deck runs breakthrough to enable dredge. The, the deck's all about enabling dredge. It's it. It it honestly it like ha, it has like bad matchups and it has really good matchups. It does. Uh, but it's a really cheap deck to build. It it it's just it runs Cabal Therapy Reach. Protects you. Theory goes. Theory goes to land. Get get everything out. Get your dredge in. Dredge Cabal Therapies, start sacking creatures to Cabal Therapies to strip their hand and then go off. Right. Because you only need one turn with this deck. Mm -hmm. Like, you need that one opening, and you just can win right there. Mm -hmm. Just with a flashback Flame Kinzelet, which we forgot to mention, is uh, pretty retarded. That's one of the main win conditions, this Flame Kinzelet. It's a uh, red-white creature that, uh, when it enters the battlefield, the creatures you control get plus two, plus oh in haste. And it, that alone just kills your opponent. And then it also runs Breakthrough, which really helps your... Breakthrough's your the best card in the deck, uh, uh, as far as once you're set. It's, it's a draw three for a blue. And it's draw four. four. Yeah, draw four for a blue. Uh, and you then draw you discard. four cards, and you, it's, all right, it's one in the next, and whatever you pay for X, you keep that many cards, which hardly you ever do. I'll do it if, like, if I, ha I have another breakthrough in my hand. Well, that or <laughs> you also ne uh, sometimes need to play it for one just to get around middle messed up. Yeah, because uh, doing it for zero is going to get you middle messed up so many times. Or for one, you're saying? Yeah, like x equals one. Yeah, uh, x equals zero. No. So if you play it, if you just play it for one, if you all right, if you just break through where x equals zero, you're going to get middle messed up. If you do it with x equals one, you can't get middle messed up. Spell snare. But uh, uh, no, breakthroughs. Breakthroughs the best card in the deck because you can just outright win right there. You can just hit a dredger into a dredger into a dredger and and just I'll dredge five, I'll dredge six, I'll dredge seven, I'll dredge all this, and it's just. I don't think you can dredge seven. I I was seeing if he was listening. I was very much listening. <laughs> like typical typical win is usually on turn three with this deck mm -hmm. uh, and turn four. Those those are the two. Wins, which game it has unless you're high. playing against a faster combo deck, you're faster than every other deck. It's a, it has a very you high win percentage game one, but game it's two got game the, three, I think I think it's got the highest win percentage of any deck game one in my opinion. Uh, you have to hate this deck out to beat it. You have to hate like it out. Like you can't just like grind it out. Like they're gonna win. Uh, like what I was telling you about, breakfast is one turn faster than dredges. Just because they can just dredge their entire deck. On yeah, yeah, turns. they are, but it also requires you to resolve multiple spells. Yeah. Which this one doesn't. You can, uh, typical strategy for, I'm on the draw. If you're on the draw, you can take a shitty hand that has a, a Grave Troll in it because you're mm -hmm. just like, I'll draw. Okay, in my turn, I'll discard Grave Troll. Yep. Your turn, okay, my turn, dredge six, and then from there, it's just the fat lady singing. Yeah, I think I actually saw something about Gavin Verhey about... Talking about, uh, he was talking about his overextended ban list, which almost all of this is legal and overextended right now. So and yeah, if you build this deck, I think most of it except for, uh, shit, what is the card? Um, he, he has Grave Troll banned. And he, oh I, yeah, Grave Troll is banned. I think they just unbanned Dread Return. Okay, so that that's the only reason but, what wasn't being played. Huh? And Bridge from Below is banned also, I think. Hmm, you really need Bridge from Below. Eh. But when I don't have a bridge, my, my I feel point like, is I feel that's not my point. My point is he is talking about legacy dredge, in which he doesn't like legacy dredge. That's why he doesn't want dredge in overextended, because 
he's on, he said, I've seen a game one through uh, a triggered abilities. And no other game actions taken. Because just draw, pitch a gold guard, guard troll, go. He dredges, does all this. He hasn't cast anything. He hasn't even played land. And then eventually, just Ikrid's every turn. Just yeah, yeah. I've beaten people by not even resolving I, one spell. Yeah, That's what he, I say. He's like, it's. It, I think it's a little better than breakfast because you, breakfast you have to resolve spells. In this one, I don't. Gonna, it's like Narcomeva's come out, and then if they die, my bridge is proc. Yeah. And then I'm beating you with like I have to have resolve zero spells. All right. And this deck is only 150 dollars. It's a really I wouldn't even say. I guarantee if you price this deck right now that we're looking at. We just run in. It's probably less than that. It'll be on our blog. It'll be on our blog site. Which is right below the link you just clicked. So it'll be right there. Just follow it to our blog spot. And make sure you click on all of our ads. I'm kidding. We're not sponsored yet. Yeah, we're not sponsored yet. But if there's any sponsors out there, just get at us. Get at us. Any altar shops. Any altar shops. That want us... Us to give you a shout out. If there's any alters out there that want to make uh, Day Day and Zach Hazard drinks, uh, get at us. Ooh, yeah, that would be cool. I'm going to get Eric Klug to make us Hazard drinks. That would be cool. Dueling like our, he- our head on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Breathing fire. Hazard uh, drinks blue. They don't break. Shut they up. Uh, this is the deck. If, if you want to talk to me on Facebook about this, I know how to play this deck pretty much pretty good. Uh, Zach pretty knows well. how to play it pretty, pretty well. well, pretty well, at a great. Uh, I know play. how to play it, and I see plays that Day Day doesn't see, but my plays end up being a lot more cute than good. And I try I'll, to be I'll, like, I'll do this and then this and then. He tries to like get the absolute nuts and like go the whole deck. I just try to win. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I could have just did this and won. But He's what's like, the fun but, in that? but there's no fun in beating down. I want to. I want to have with, fun with it. And it's not about... Oh, dude, like... I, you this, can have fun with it. Yeah, I've I've actually just... Alright, there's... This deck is not fun to play in a serious... Like, if someone doesn't understand what they're playing against, like, you can't just take this to your, like, friend's house for playtesting. Because they will get mad at you. They will get mad at you. It's a lot of just... Chill with me here. This is a budget deck for competitive. Players. Also, when you dredge, you can organize them however you like. Yeah. The After the dredge resolve, only that's the cards. Are. Only the cards. Those cards, not the rest of your like, not the rest of your graveyard. Anybody that does not understand this, there is a rule in uh, the comprehensive rulebook that is only applicable for any format that is, uh, I think it's Urza's and earlier. Anything that has those cards legal. Which honestly, EDH does, and just people don't play with that. But you cannot rearrange cards in your library. I don't know why, because it has no bearing on the game. It does. There, there, there are. There's a couple cards that actually it matters. There's one that reanimates the top uh, creature card in your graveyard. There's one that like, uh, if the third creature card in your graveyard is blue, this happens. If it's green, I've this seen happens. those cards. But it's it's cute, but, but whenever multiple cards go to your graveyard at the same time, you choose whatever. Yeah, and, and you want to get into if you're playing this deck, if you're looking into this deck, talk to someone who's played it. I'll talk to you. You have to get into a rhythm with this deck. 
or else you'll take forever and you'll frustrate your opponent. And you have to you have to really know what to keep and what to mulligan. You have to mulligan aggressively. This deck so. this deck has to mulligan aggressively. It needs three cards. You're not playing with a you're not playing with anything. You need you're not you're not you're not trying to play a hand. You're trying to land, discard, or land putrid imp, discard a dredger. No, you don't even need it. You only need one card, honestly. Just get a grave troll in your hand. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I've taken hands where I've got a putrid imp, a grave troll, and a land, and I've taken hands where I've got like a breakthrough, or no, no, like like a. A, a Grave Troll, uh, Iron Gataxian Probe, uh, Careful Study, and something else, and I don't have a land, and I'll just be like, draw, discard Grave Troll. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you don't hit anything on that and you got to draw, maybe you'll draw into a land. I mean, it's a really bad way to go, but, like, you can really just win with one creature in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to play the deck to f- feel it play out. Like, Yeah. But uh, uh, it's but you have to get like, like I was saying earlier you have to get into a rhythm with this deck you can't just like you can't just pick this deck up and play it yeah. especially if you haven't played it in a while because you'll forget triggers you'll get because uh, Icarid is very tricky this mm-hmm. has to be done before you draw in your upkeep yeah yeah otherwise when you draw it's too late you like wasted a turn pretty much because every time you reanimate or every time you bring back Icarid. If you have bridges in below at the end of turn when it goes away, or if you, you get, sack it to for cabal therapy. If you sack it to the cabal therapy, that's the nuts. You get like four. It looks like like I always picture like zombies jumping out onto the battlefield and the creature like dying and going to the gra- graveyard. I, I see him like dying and like zombies coming out I, of the stomach. Yeah, yeah. I like see him oh. going. I see him going. Yay! Like jumping out. Yay! Yay! I don't think zombies say yay. Uh, they I think they say brains. I think it's time for some big ups. It is big ups. Big ups to Kyle, big my roommate, for uh, keeping the TV low while we do this. He's the man. Uh, big ups to uh, to uh, Bud Light for keeping Day Day uh, satisfied. Uh, I was very thirsty, even though uh, beer is not a thirst quencher. It is a thirst quencher. You know when you're burning up fucking hot. And it does not satisfy your thirst it, at all. There's nothing like a cold beer. A CB, if you will. A, a CB? Yeah. Hey, boy, throw me a CB. <laughs> <laughs> I'd throw your curveball. I get it. See, that's what CB seems like. Anyways, big What's up. What's your big ups? Big ups to Bud Light, my roommate, and... Uh, your mama. Walk the Aeons. Big ups to Walk the Aeons. <laughs> The ups to the buyback mechanic. Ugh, I want to punch the guy who made that. Ah, let's just buy back Fog a billion times. Yeah. Um, you got any more? Not even gonna give big ups to your mom. I'm giving big ups to mom. That's implied. Okay. okay. Um, big ups to True Blood. It's a pretty awesome show. Hopefully she it. never listens to this garbage. Uh, <laughs> big ups to our followers. Thank you for letting us know that you're watching us. Uh, yeah, we've got like listening to us. We got like a hundred freaking friends on Facebook now. Yeah, it, let, it, it honestly lets us know we're doing something. Uh, like I might somebody might know my name now. It's like Maybe Hicks? No, Azure guy? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> but uh, either way, um, we still need a logo for the uh, just our official logo. We're we're trying to get someone to make one for us because we're both talentless. 
or or, and or lazy. Eh. I'm terrible uh, with things like that. But if you've got a, if you're any good with logos or anything, just drop Photoshop, a, anything. Just if you have any kind of idea, just let us know. Let us know. Draw it up. If it's, we'll if let, it's shitty, who cares? Yeah, we're, we'll have a contest to see who's got the best one. I'm I'm tempted to just be like something big. Because this is getting ridiculous. We need a logo. We do need a logo. Like, if I had the money, I'd offer, like, a Savannah for it. That'd be cool. I'm, I'm thinking about a Badlands. Badlands would be cool. Well, see, I already offered the Badlands for the Twitter thing, so... Uh, Twitter's different because not everybody's on Twitter, but, like... How about a Bayou? Mm, a Bayou would be good. I'm going to buy you a love song. Or is that right, you love song? That's right. Ah, shit. I'm going to buy you a Valentine's Day present. I don't know. But that's the, that's the show. That's episode number seven. Seven. Halfway to 14. Yes. It's like a third of 21. We're done on that note. All right. Azure Hopefully Gavin Verhey next week. Yep. I'm excited. All hell, Azure Drake.